Hey everyone, this is Victor from Cyborg for Life, and I want to welcome you to episode 66 of Lemmickening Live, where the patients get to interview the guests. And today we have a patient, a cosmetic stature lengthening patient who goes by the name of IHJ. Um, welcome to the show, IHJ. Hi, Victor. How are you doing? Is he there? Hi, Victor. How oh, are you? Hey. I'm doing great. Can you hear me? Yeah. Um, just just so you guys know, there was a little bit of a lag between me and IHJ earlier. Um, so if that happens, I'll try to refresh. But today we have him coming on because he is finished his lengthening. He did eight centimeters on his femurs, and he's here to talk about his amazing recovery because this guy was able to walk unassisted. That means no walker no crutches within four and a half months. That's crazy. So um, congratulations on that, going through the full uh, 3.15 inches on your femurs. Um, how are you doing? I'm doing good. Um, just to have a recap. Um, 5.5 inches, 5.5 inches. I had my... Okay, I think... I'm not sure his... If I'm lagging or if you're lagging, let me just see. Hello. Does, um, if anybody in the chat can hear us, uh, am I coming through pretty consistent and clear or is it that I'm choppy and IHJ is clear? I just want to make sure. I'm not sure what's going on here. Um, Hello. I can hear yeah. you now. Yeah, I can hear you, but it's like they can lagging. hear me clear. So, so the chat people are saying that they can hear me okay, but it seems like you're lagging a little bit. Um, do you do you know if your Wi-Fi is connected on a high? Uh, yeah, it is. it is. It is. Yep. Okay. Well, um, yeah. So, how you want to tell everybody how you're doing? Um, you're in. You're finished your your consolidation. When did you get your limb lengthening surgery done? Sure, I had my surgery on the month of May. And uh, I had around three months of consolidation. I finished, uh, sorry, lengthening. I finished my lengthening towards the end of July okay. and August and mid of September, just one and a half months for consolidation. Gotcha. Awesome. And um, you, <laughs> for, I want to ask this question before we bring up a presentation that I kind of put together for IHJ. Um, he brought together, you know, a really nice, um, you know, kind of tips and tricks for stature lengthening patients. But why did you decide to undergo cosmetic stature lengthening it's the same like whatever i mean other patients like the same reasons yeah. so i had a high diaspora like um diaspora so uh, same thing like uh, since my childhood i had been born with five feet 5.5 inches mm -hmm. and uh, even when my friend circle not only friend circle even in my own family i had a kind of thing Oh, okay, so your family, you were, you were, you were saying that you were one of the shorter ones in your family? In the society. Yep, even my family. Gotcha. So I was a little uh, worried, and uh, it's been there in my, for my, my, my mind for a long term, uh, since almost like more than 20 years, since my 20s. So, uh, all the, oh, no, not, in, not even in 20s, since my teens. Yeah. So I had this plan, but uh, it came true this year. Somehow I came to conclusion to go ahead with the surgery and get the surgery done well man that's awesome okay all right so i'm gonna go ahead and bring up the uh presentation you put together or okay. you, that i put together for you <laughs> uh let's see here let me share my screen but how is everybody doing in the chat you guys are getting ready for uh christmas if you celebrate it let me know comment in the chat all right so here we go here is the presentation that i put together for him i'm gonna go full screen here Let's see, boom. All right, so it kind of looks similar to the ones I've been putting together lately because I just used the template, but stature lengthening patient tips with IHJ, which is Indian height journey. And here we go. So the outline for today is gonna be, we just did our intro. We're gonna talk about the different tips that he brought with him is the psychological, uh, the pain and medication, the transfer tips from like your wheelchair to your walker to your bed, um, the lengthening phase, like some tips and tricks there. And then the consolidation phase when your bone is healing so you can actually walk and weight bear. And then the x-ray, you know, progress that he has. He has all his x-rays here. And then um, we're going to talk about the support network, the importance of that. <clears throat> and then hydrotherapy, how that can be beneficial for your physical therapy and rehab. And then finally, athleticism, regaining your athleticism, 
post limb lengthening. So we're going to get, get right into it. So IHJ, um, the first topic that you brought with you was psychological, mental. The mental aspect of limb lengthening is huge. I tell that to patients all the time. Can you talk about why you believe this is mm -hmm. for the fundamental? Um, yes. Um, yeah, most people who, are, who want to undergo limb lengthening surgery, especially who want to undergo alone, they do go through psychological effects, impacts, like how do we go with it? So. I've seen a lot of videos where you discussed about preparing you financially and all. say you prepare surgery, but how do you prepare psychologically? So that's very important for us. So because mm -hmm. from my experience, I'm saying during the lengthening process, we will get stuck up because a lot of times we'll be mentally handicapped, um, sometimes due to the pain and sometimes being alone makes you suffer a lot. So you need to be psychologically prepared for that. I would say like be strong in your mind, never give up, target on your goals and just go through it. Just travel with it. That's it. Okay. Gotcha. So just go through with it. Don't waste time. You know, right. feel confident and just, you know, make that leap. Yeah, All there right, will be a cool. lot of obstacles coming here and there. And uh, due to the pain and also the, especially with me being alone, like I had some horrible, scary moments, like scary dreams sometimes. Okay, what if something happens? If some complication occurs? What yeah. if my nail breaks? Or what if my bone breaks? So what, <laughs> how am I going to go through all these things? So these things you have to overcome. Uh, individually as a self uh, of course you'll be discussing about the self i believe so being self always is very important be a self-motivator for yourself and for yourself and just go with it yeah yeah no self-motivation is so crucial i mean that was one of the biggest aspects of my lengthening journey too it's like i had to keep that you might you know my eye on the prize which for me was getting back to bodybuilding after limb lengthening right. um and it was very hard you know you like you had no idea of what to expect on the other side you're like oh yeah. will i be able to squat again will i be able to run again will i be able to walk again right and um i think that you know just having a positive mindset is huge so very cool awesome okay so the next uh topic that we want to talk about is the pain aspect and the medications that you had to take along with that so can you talk a little bit about that sure uh, usually there are two kinds of pain. One is from the fresh from the surgery. Once you're out of the surgery, you would have the pain obviously for two, three uh, weeks. It differs from person to person. I have seen patients recovering just in 10 days. I myself had took around two to three weeks. So that pain surgery, like kind of inflammation, right? Through the uh, thighs you would have because the uh, rod is inside and uh, the, uh, I mean, the inflammation that's bothering you. So that Oh, man, I like think. so um, just to live with it and also maybe like some people take like ibuprofen and also advil I um jay just a second um what what um audio device are you using is it like uh like earbuds or something headphones headphones do you have a are you using like a, a computer or a mac because i think there's like it's like kind of dropping out and people are saying that it's dropping out like you're speaking that it drops out um okay I'm just wondering if it, you know, perhaps, uh, it, like, it's very clear when you're speaking, but I just, I don't know. Let's 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 keep trying, it, and if it happens again, maybe we'll just swipe that so off. So, do you want to remove the headphone and just? I, I was thinking maybe that might be the issue. Uh -huh. Maybe like a battery or something. Okay, not sure about it. How about now? Yeah, I can still hear you. Yeah, but not the audience, right? No, they no, we can hear you. Okay. Yeah. So, so you were saying that um, after about two to three weeks, the pain dropped off big time, which is usually yes. what most patients mm -hmm. say. Um, right. What were you taking for pain meds? Um, it was only oxycodone um, and, uh, of course, vitamin D mm -hmm. and also blood thinners. Blood thinners okay. is very crucial because you're you're not you're not walking right through the lengthening process, so, so that's very important. Mm -hmm. um, and of course, uh, that is also to avoid any blood clots or uh, other complications, right? So that was the pain medication I had through the, the through first two, three weeks to recover from the pain, okay. surgery pain. Gotcha, the surgery pain. Yeah, and that's the that's the major pain really for this whole lengthening thing until the muscles start to get tight, which we'll talk about during the lengthening phase. Very cool. Okay. Right. So you're on blood thinners, um, you know, the, the typical pain meds that they prescribe you and everything like that. Um, now, the next thing we want to talk about is the transfer tips. And this is huge because for 
cosmetic stature lengthening, most patients go through and get it done bilaterally, meaning both legs at the same mm -hmm. time, which can be you know, a huge impact because they can't walk and they have to kind of fend for themselves <laughs> and pivot and learn how to transfer, uh, essentially being a paraplegic, meaning you don't have use of your legs. So can you share with the audience some tips and tricks of how you figured out how to move around and make, you know, I guess just use the bathroom, sure. uh, getting out of bed, going to physical therapy, all those things. Mm -hmm. Sure. So regarding the wheelchair, obviously throughout lengthening process, you have to use a wheelchair, especially with the precise stone nail, the non-weight bearing nail. Mm -hmm. um, so while doing that, like uh, most of the time you would sit in the wheelchair, but for doing the transition, especially with the uh, going to the restroom. So just make sure you're not putting too much pressure on your legs. Mm -hmm. So one of the tip, like put the seat cover and with the help of your hand, with your hand support, just do the transition. Don't be always mindful. No. <laughs> Hello. Hello. I think, I think he's dropping out again, guys. I think. I'm not sure. Um, I can hear you. You can hear me? Oh man, this is weird. I, I don't Hello. know if it's my software or what's going on. I, I think, yeah, yeah. If you can repeat that, I think it might've kind of dropped out again. Sorry about okay. this. So, Hello. Yeah. Okay. So uh, for self-transitioning, it depends like whether you're transitioning from a wheelchair to the uh, restroom seat cover or uh, transitioning from wheelchair to the walker. So let me explain one by one. When you transition from uh, your wheelchair to the uh, restroom, just mm -hmm. make sure you're putting, you're using your hand support to do the transition. Okay. Do not use, uh, do not put pressure on your legs. Be very mindful on that part. And also like while you're getting up from the wheelchair to the walker, if you want to walk or if you want to get to some other, some other place. So just make sure uh, always hold the support, put your hands on the walker with that hand pressure, always use the hand pressure, always use your hand support to get to the first mode of walking. Do not put pressure on your legs. That's very important. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, absolutely. Especially during the lengthening process. Once, once the consolidation starts, then it depends because you would see your bone healing slowly day by day. So mm -hmm. then you can put little much pressure depending on, because you would know how your body responds, right? You would obviously know your body will be able to adjust comparatively much better than before. So, but during lengthening, it's very, very important to use your hand support than the leg, putting pressure yeah. on the legs. Okay. So using the, the walker, using uh, like kind of offloading your body weight on the walker at all right. times, minimal pressure on the legs. Um, what about, I guess, transitioning into things like the wheelchair and getting into a car to go to physical therapy? Same thing. How uh, I just use a shuttle from the hotel. Mm -hmm. So they had the shuttle, uh, it had the uh, logistics, right? So with that, I could uh, tra transition easily. But okay. uh, when you're transitioning from your own car between the wheelchair and your car, the same thing, just make sure just get closer to the car, open the door completely and have someone if someone is beside you, it's well and good. But if you're doing on your own, just make sure same thing, slowly uh, use this hand support to do the transition. Gotcha. Yep. Hands you have to be very careful while doing the transition. You have to make it very closer to the car, car seat, not far behind. Yeah. I've heard that a lot from stature lengthening patients. They say that, you know, just take your time and just use your arms a lot. So I got this question this past week. Somebody said, can I get arm lengthening done at the same time as leg lengthening? I was like, oh, no, that wouldn't work. <laughs> what do you think about that? <laughs> <laughs> no, it wouldn't work. It's really difficult because though your hands is the only support you have. That's the only friend. <laughs> yeah. And if you're also doing surgery on the time, and remember, believe me, surgery is not an easy thing. Right, so right. doing multi-surgery is a difficult thing. You know what? I, I just want to share one interesting th thing mm -hmm. here. Uh, my plan, my initial plan was to do quadrilateral lengthening. Mm -hmm. Like 4 to 5.5 inches was my initial uh, goal. But then I changed my decision to go with femur because the pain is double, right? So, yeah. so you were thinking about doing quadrilateral meaning like a couple of weeks apart? Yep, that was my initial decision. Uh, when wow. I came during consultation, I mean, during April 2021 for consultation, mm -hmm. I discussed with the doctor about the pros and cons. Then I personally decided, okay, let me do the femur first and later I can do TBA if I need, if I really want. I like that. I like that a lot. I think really that's the best route. I think unless you know, you know for sure that you can go for both limbs, but um, you, you pretty much got the full eight centimeters on your femurs. And yes. I think most most 
the most amount of length that you can get if you do quadrilateral is about five and five if you did it you know at the same time or exactly you know. that's kind of challenging i would say like mostly people get four to four point five mm -hmm. on an average exactly. exactly so if you think about it you got the same amount of length just all in one limb so right. um okay so this next slide here <laughs> i forgot to actually put the, the points here i was rushing with a work call before this but um yeah so this is the lengthening phase so if you can kind of give the audience some you know like some insight to the lengthening phase so this is where you're using the um i think you use the precise nail so you have the erc and yes. you're placing it over your thighs to uh -huh. lengthen the telescopic nail which is the precise nail right uh, one millimeter per day is that the rate you were going at yes exactly four times okay. a day Four Point times a day. Point two five. Gotcha. And um, I think one of the you know biggest questions that I get about this is, does it hurt? And um, have did you notice on your X-rays that you had any kind of like delay of bone healing in one of the, the legs? No, fortunately, I didn't have any such complications like delayed bone healing or non-union. Yeah. Of course, my uh, as you would have seen my from my X-rays, my bone was really going growing good. It was it had enormous uh, growth. Mm -hmm. uh, that was one of the drawback I had during lengthening. Uh, <laughs> I would come to that uh, that one. Um, I would just I'm ju I I just want to discuss uh, um, I mean self uh, thing. I mean handling yourself along with each and every phase. Okay, that would be easy. Yeah. Um, so lengthening I just started after the uh, initially I started with a caregiver. Uh, I used uh, I mean I depend I was dependent on them for nearly for two one week most of the time like for almost for eight, 24 to 16 hours. Mm -hmm. So for first three days I had 24 hours help, and then next four days I had 16 hours. Then for uh, next two weeks, that is within a month uh, after the first two weeks, the next third and fourth week, I had only four hours of support. And that two day could help only with getting me to the PT, PT session and also uh, wheeling the wheelchair, those stuffs only. But uh, cooking wise, cooking and handling my own stuffs, I had to do on myself. Right. So that was the thing going on. So that's, I just want to give you a brief on that, uh, how I did, how I handled myself during the lengthening phase. And yeah. coming to the complications and all those things, let me come one by one. As mm -hmm. you would know, like once you recover from the pain, sur surgery pain, the next challenge that is waiting for you is the tightness. Yeah. Because, and also tightness, it depends from person to person. I've seen some patients getting tightness very early in their lengthening phase, too early, like uh, two or three centimeters. But mm -hmm. myself, I got into the tightness almost like four to five centimeters. Only from five centimeters, I had a typical uh, tightness level. Um, um, there are two things, right? One is uh, hamstring extension, your knee, your, 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 your knee uh, what do you call that as? Knee extension, right? And yeah. the other one is a quad quad bending mm -hmm. so i had an excellent knee extension it was straight all throughout my throughout my lengthening phase from right. start to the finish it was straight i had no complications with knee extension mm -hmm. but the quad stretch i mean quad bend um i could bend like 110 to 120 degrees till five centimeter but beyond that getting to 100 or 90 was pretty challenging mm -hmm. and um, you wouldn't believe like uh, it was almost like 90 and it was staying 90 throughout, like from uh, 5 centimeter and 8 centimeter was 90, 90 centimeter, 90 degree throughout. So I couldn't bend much further. Right. So that was a challenging effect. And that too, I had on only on one leg, that too on my left leg. My right leg was completely perfect. Oh. My left leg was having like, I mean, 90 degrees, so a bit challenging one. And towards the end, of course, it was uh, getting to 85, but I could manage mm -hmm. to bend 90. Okay, so so you noticed that on your left leg, it was getting a little bit stiffer than your yes. other side. Um, that happens a lot. Yeah, I think that a lot of patients have it. One limb, because even if you're linking them simultaneously at the same time, right. and they're both like identical, uh, it doesn't mean that they're going to lengthen, you know, and just have like the same amount of uh, tension, you know, one can yes. get a lot. This is one thing I want to specify here. Always remember not all, both, always that both of both of your legs would be same. No, one would differ from the other. The one, Absolutely. the one leg would be more tighter than the other. And mm -hmm. obviously it varies, uh, especially during the first phase of uh, pain, I said, right, the uh, surgery pain. During that mm -hmm. stage, I had my uh, complete, I mean, I had more pain on my right legs than the left legs. Okay. But when coming to the tightness phase, it was more on the other side. 
The left yeah. leg was more tight than the right. Left leg, yeah, absolutely. Right. And and you wouldn't know <laughs> which leg will have which. <laughs> right. I think I think I think is almost you could probably figure it out, but a lot of people don't know this. It's a track trick, a track and field trick. But right. when I was in track and field, uh, the coach or another player would come up. It was like, "What's your dominant leg, Victor?" It's like I don't know. And then they would just push me by the shoulder to step back. And usually, the leg that you catch yourself with is the one you feel most comfortable, mm -hmm. aka your dominant leg. And right. mine being my left, it's like so. Your dominant leg usually has more dexterity and you know muscle tension going through it so that usually that might be your dominant leg you probably don't know it but um right. that, there could be something to that I could be completely wrong but anyway yeah. uh very cool so now we're gonna go into the consolidation phase so this is where the bones start to heal and you start to slowly regain your walking ability and you get to see the future of you three inches taller so talk about this IHJ. Uh, Victor, i have one more i mean two more points yeah. to cover oh and the lincoln phase sure I'm yeah sorry. go ahead i'm sorry yeah. <laughs> okay uh, one more thing I want to discuss is the nerve pain that usually patients get. Um, mm -hmm. Same for me, like after five centimeter, I had the nerve pain on my calves, okay. on my right leg calves, not on the shin area, on the calves. Gotcha. Um, so doctor recommended to take uh, gabapentin, which is a mm -hmm. nerve pain medication. Mm -hmm. uh, just be careful with that because uh, uh, don't expect results immediately. So yeah. it would start working after five days or one week from the time you take. Mm -hmm. So, um, but it makes a lot of drowsy. I mean, you get a lot of drowsiness with it. Drowsiness, so you have yeah. to handle it. Um, along with it, you have to do all the lengthening things that you do, stretching and everything. And make sure you do stretching at least two to three times, minimum three times. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, there are patients who do four or five times, but I did only three times. Mm -hmm. of how long was each session? Mm -hmm. Yes. Sorry. How, sorry. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, what sorry. Was I, I was. Uh, how long is was each of your three uh, physical or stretching sessions? It was one hour. One hour. Okay, I think you might one have hour, cut out there. Okay, one hour. Friday, Friday to Friday at Paley Institute. So they make it as mandatory as part of that package. Gotcha. So gotcha. out of three uh, stretching, like one was covered with the PT session, and yeah. the remaining two with your um, at home at home okay. stretching. Yeah. I see. All right. Very cool, man. Yeah. So stretching, obviously, I'm glad you preached that. So I don't sound like a broken record myself preaching about stretching. It's so important. It really is. And until you really go through this procedure, you don't realize that. And it's it's an uncomfortable necessity. It's like you have to do it. And um, patients say, oh, I just want to get taller. I just want to hurry up and see my height and enjoy life and all the benefits that comes with new height. Well, yes. <laughs> unfortunately, we haven't gotten there yet. You have to do the stretching. So I'm glad you really hammered that home. So tightness and no pain, that's the one thing. Uh, and the last one I had uh, complication was, I, I wouldn't say, I don't know like if I would categorize as a complication. Towards my seven centimeters, since my bone was growing very good. So mm -hmm. um, I started hearing click sound while I was doing lengthening. Mm. with the ERC mission. So I was pretty worried and I was concerned. So I met with the doctor and he said, like, nothing to worry about. Your bones, everything is looking good. Because I, when I heard that click sound, I was worried, like, what happened inside? If something had broken my bone or nail or something, I didn't have mm. any pain as, a, as such, but I was worried. So then doctor said, okay, your bones are going good, uh, but uh, don't, uh, I mean, uh, reduce your uh, uh, turns. Okay. I was doing four turns, right? So I had only two options. Since my bone was very strong, it might develop into premature. I was about to get into premature consolidation. So mm. doctor recommendation was either go with four turns or you have to stop lengthening. Oh, so wow. you cannot reduce to three turns. So that was the challenge I was facing towards my seven centimeter. Wow. So you heard the clicking and they gave you the ultimatum and says, hey, look, either stop lengthening or you continue yep. lengthening because you're yep. healing so fast that you might actually hit into a, uh, run into a premature consolidation. Right. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. Oh my gosh, man. So we have we have Wolverine over here. He's healing massive amounts of bone. So he has no fear of delayed union or non-union. That's incredible. Okay. Um, you ready to talk about consolidation? Yes, please. Awesome. Very cool. All right. So this is the everybody's favorite phase, the healing phase. The lengthening has stopped. You have achieved your length of full eight centimeters on the femurs. Um, now you get to let your bones heal so you can start to get back to normal life. So talk about what this phase was like for you. Was the pain, did it dim, uh, you know, diminish more? Um, and what was your rehab like? What was like the, the progression through this phase? Sure. Uh, remember always, since you have been lengthening for the past three months, don't expect the, uh, the pain to diminish immediately. No, it would take some time. Again, it differs from person to person. For some people, it will take like two weeks or some three weeks. For me, it took, it took around 10 days. So day by, but definitely you will see improvement day by day. 
Yeah. Definitely, there'll be some improvement, but don't expect anything immediately, and don't get panic. Okay, that's very important. Say you finished a uh, uh, lengthening two days ago, and now it's third day, and you're just worried. Oh, why am I still feeling the uh, feeling the pain, tightness? Yes, it would it would exist, but it will gradually go away. Yeah. So. Uh, during consolidation, one thing you have to uh, make note of it is uh, continue your stretching. Do not stop your stretching. Of course, you don't need to do three, four times, but you can reduce to one or two. I would say two times, two mm -hmm. times a day, one in the morning and one in the evening. That would really benefit. And mm -hmm. also make sure walking is the main physical therapy apart from the stretching. So once you're into consolidation, make sure that you put your effort into walking. You have to walk. That's a mandatory one. That's my personal experience, which helped me in my speedy recovery. That's that's what I would recommend to anyone. So I was walking like three times, two to three times a day. And uh, how would I walk? Because I was just lengthening. I was sitting in the wheelchair for almost three months. How would I do that? Obviously, you can do. Obviously, you will start. Even with lengthening phase, you, you would have used your walker, right? So make sure you put your uh, pressure on the walker, I mean, with, uh, with arm support. And make sure you're gradually walk, so walking um, day by day. You're improving your walking day by day. Initially, you might walk slowly, but obviously, you will get into more walking and walking as you practice it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, practicing walking, you know, with the walker first. And then as you're doing this, you know, I mean, one of the benefits of placing your feet on the ground is that mechanical stress, and it's actually helping your bones heal faster. Right. So. I guess you're still doing the bi-weekly checkups here during consolidation or how, what's your checkups like here? I'm done. Uh, uh, I was doing like monthly x-rays. Monthly x-ray send-ins. Yeah, that's right. Monthly x-rays and I, I, it's almost my seventh month, I think, seven and a half months. So wow. I, I was done with all the x-rays within the six months. Doctors gave a final sign-off. You don't need to come. You don't even come in for the Yeah. Okay. Very cool, man. Yeah. No. So I would say that um, you were the fast healer, and this is the part that we want to kind of talk about. This is the real kind of highlight exactly. of the whole interview. Mm -hmm. Is how long it took you to kind of for your bones to heal enough where the the surgeon said, "Hey, look, you're good to kind of walk unassisted." How long did that take? Okay, that's the very first thing of sign off, right? Ready to walk not ready to lift weights or do athletics, ready right. to walk. <laughs> so that happened within four and a half months. Four, four and a half months. That's crazy, man. I, I don't know if you guys heard that, like four and a half months for bilateral femur lengthening of eight centimeters. And this guy was walking unassisted. Now it was probably not a perfect walk, but that means that he did not have to use the walker anymore. Although he couldn't lift weights or anything like that, he could just walk unassisted. That's cr incredible. I think that right. I haven't heard, I think there was a five month guy and he was breaking records, but I think you have now just broken the all time record that I know about for femur lengthening. Congratulations. <laughs> Thanks, Victor. And one yeah. thing I want to mention while you're walking, um, uh, you, you were also walking during a lengthening phase. It's not that 24 hours you'll be sitting on the wheelchair, but the thing is you'll be hopping with the walker during lengthening phase. You will not be doing a step-by-step -step walking. You understand mm -hmm. what I mean? Like mm -hmm. one step at a time, no. But during consolidation, you need to start that. Yeah. In other words, do not do step-by-step -step walking during lengthening phase. That's what my PT physiotherapist has had recommended me. So I was doing only hopping. Uh, then from consolidation, I started step-by-step uh, -step walking. And do you want me to share my experience with crutches and walker, which one to use, Victor? Yeah, yeah. You you want to? Uh, yeah, that'd be great. Yep. So mostly it's walker because it's pretty convenient for patients to walk to do your free walking. I would just recommend it at all. It's all your personal choice. It's, an, it's not a mandatory or a hard and fast rule that you should go with crutches. Mm -hmm. uh, I felt I did both. I did both. But you should be very mindful while doing your crutches, walking using crutches, because if something you, you skate or something is slipped, then that's it. Uh, it uh, I don't want to say it's a scary, horrible moment. So just make sure you're putting um, utmost care while doing the doing the crutches walking. I enjoyed both. It was both. Yeah. It was really good. As long as I'm walking, as long as you're mindful of your pressure on your legs, right on the ground, you should be good with either walker or crutches.
Yeah, man, you're dropping some serious, you know, pointers here. And I really appreciate it because it's like things like stretching, things right. like how much weight to put through the legs, because so many patients send me their x-ray saying, oh, is this a bent nail or is this a right. broken screw or does my bone look crooked now because I put too much weight on it? It's like you got to be so mindful of that because we do not, you're, you, these patients aren't using weight bearing nails. So um, right. a lot of people just let it brush over their head until they send me the email. They're like, oh man, look at, look at this. And I'm like, well, how much weight did you put through that? So you really made a um you know a really good effort to kind of you know right. offload your body weight and look at you right. now you know, one hint uh, here i want to give uh victor do yeah. not start with crutches immediately from day one of consolidation no don't do that you have right. to practice on walker for some time maybe like 15 days or one month then slowly transition to crutches do not yeah. practice that from day one of consolidation this is i want to share that's perfect. Yeah, no, it's going to be a gradual weaning off of the the yep. walker to crutches. And then most likely you'll go to, I, I know a lot of surgeons, they'll even do like a one crutch or a cane, and then you can just walk uh, unassisted. Is that kind of how you did it? Or did you go from crutches off? No, unassisted. Uh, even like when doctor gave a sign off, he said like, okay, you could uh, manage with the, uh, just uh, practice how to, because just the first time you're walking, probably you can use cane support. Yeah. But I didn't use canes. I just want to, experiment myself so i did unassisted that's so everything. cool man uh, you just went there yeah you were kind of like me i did a lot of stuff and it was uh not in the book the, the textbook the surgeon textbook <laughs> all right let's go ahead and move right along here uh so we got a few more topics um the next one is his x-ray progress so we're just going to kind of like talk about this because there's not too many pointers here he's just kind of showing his progress so you can see the top left is um uh ihj at 45 days which is just about a month and a half um or so or about what's that six weeks or so into lengthening mm -hmm. yeah and talk yeah you can go ahead and talk about this ihj i'm not going to do it sure uh so as you see from the first x-ray it was 45 days mm -hmm. um that's uh, uh actually this is not my first x-ray my second x-ray i uh, forgot to take the first one oh. the second one the, as you look like this is this was my progress and mm -hmm. then i think the next one was one and a half months so uh, sorry, two, uh, months, right? two months yeah two, two months. months yeah so second one is a two month one and uh, yeah you can see gradually like two second month third mm -hmm. month fourth month uh show me the thing uh i think the 4.5 months so 4 this yeah, yeah. yeah the, the that's on the far right is, yeah yeah this is how my bone looked when i start walking that's incredible yeah it looks so healed in fact that's what most people look at like six and a half months you were almost two months ahead of the game um when right. that's when most people start walking and you're yep. beating them big time man that's crazy wow and you know what during that time doctor also mentioned like you can start weighing weights one month from there that is in 5.5 oh. months or six months wow so, 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 at, so the bottom left where the five months is, you could start technically almost lifting weights there like the, in the next two weeks from there, like almost six months. Right. Yeah. I, I wouldn't say five months because five months I was still on the walking phase. I was improving, mm -hmm. improving my walking. It was a six months, the last two x-rays. Yeah. So that's okay. when he gave a final sign off. No more x-rays is needed and you're good to lift weights up to 400 pounds. Nice. That's so cool, man. Congrats. That's huge to be able to heal and see your, it's got to feel like really good to see your bones heal right in front of your eyes because you went through this arduous journey and then all of a sudden you're like, I'm, can I, will I heal? Because a lot of people, I know of some people that they haven't healed um, even to this day and they're, you know, walking around with, you know, these, these nails in their legs and they're like, oh yeah, it'll heal sometime. I'm like, <laughs> you're going to just live the rest of your life off of like a nail. Whereas you have real organic bone that's supporting you now and probably can get your nails out in the next month or two. <laughs> I'm guessing. So congrats. Yeah, he All said, right. okay, uh, you're right, Victor. He said like, in maybe next three months you're good, but uh, I would wait <laughs> for one year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just wait for the one year for the, for the fun of it. Awesome. All right. So another slide that I forgot to put some text on. But anyway, this is about support, uh, support network. Um, talk about why it's so important to have a support network, whether it's, you know, some other patients in the clinic that you're lengthening at or family, friends. Why does support matter for limb lengthening? Yes, support comes from various sources. Obviously, the first thing is when you're at your uh, lengthening phase, wherever you're staying, um, you would meet your co-patients in the hotel or um, during the physio physiotherapy session. Mm -hmm. So they share their experiences. Obviously, that would be a major support for you to know like which stage are you in. But always make sure uh, do not follow the path of other examples. Um, like uh, 
they could have stopped lengthening at certain limit right so just make sure you don't follow you just listen to your body like you just strictly follow with doctor's advice and x-rays whatever your doctor recommends and how you feel how you go with it so that's that plays a very important role and also reducing three turns is very common towards the end of lengthening phase that also it depends on your body if your body is not responding well and you need to reduce to three turns yes but just don't blindly follow because other patients follow that's very important right. um, and have it only for awareness purpose especially with your co-patients and everything i mean whatever they share have it only for awareness and as a part of learning curve and do not implement it that's very very important yeah no i agree with you 100 who was your support network was it the other patients or did you have family uh no i was all alone so You're it was mainly from my co-patients i am very i'm very much thankful to them uh okay. for guiding me being part of they were also through the same journey and oh, wow. another motivational support uh, another support is from the medical team especially if like if you have any complications they were very helpful and mm -hmm. they were responding on time within a day or even half a day sometimes uh, so i would either email them mostly email them with medical questions mm -hmm. and also call them if for any minor uh, questions so Gotcha. It was very That's helpful. Good. And yeah. third support, I would say, like get from physiotherapist. I don't know if like a lot of patients had said this, but physiotherapists also give a lot of inputs. So, but you need to get the best out of them. You need to ask them like, what, what if I do this? What if I do, do that? And um, something happens to you and you can ask their suggestions. Okay, this is what something bothers me. What should I do? Mm -hmm. So they would give they they have given me a lot of useful tips, and also some stitches. Remember, it's very difficult to do on your own. Okay, in PT session they would train you, they would assist you, but on your own it's difficult. So ask them for alternative. What is the alternate stitch for me to do on my own? Because mm -hmm. you are not going to be there. So at at hotel or home. So what would be the best way or what is the alternate approach? Definitely they will give some inputs, and they did give me and it helped me a lot. Mm -hmm. That's excellent. No, yeah, asking all the different people around you, the physiotherapy team, the medical team, the other patients. Um, if you do have family and friends involved, definitely talk to them. I think that it goes a long way to kind of say your physical, mental health, um, and your emotional support. It's, in, it's super important for this procedure. Incredible, exactly. man. So yeah. the, the final <laughs> thing is self-support. That's very, very important. Believe me, uh, um, uh, Victor, like it's it's not an easy thing. It's you know, not an easy thing at all. Right. So you have to motivate yourself. You have to be you. You just talk to yourself. You just listen to your body. Mm -hmm. Just travel with it along along with it. I mean, yeah. if you're down and no matter doesn't matter like uh, even like uh, tens of people. It doesn't matter if others give support. It doesn't matter. Right. You have to give yourself support and motivate yourself. That's very important. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that, you know, several surgeons have said that in past interviews, um, but, you know, uh, several of the top ones have said, hey, look, if you're not a self-motivated person, um, you probably shouldn't go through with this because it's going to be like, you will have support around you, but you have to be willing to reach out to them. And a lot of times it won't be there all the time. You're going to have a lot, of, a lot of lonely nights, a lot of painful nights, a lot of, you know, sad nights, you're going to cry. And it's like, you have to kind of, and that's why I think this procedure, if you make it through it, um, you know, you come out with this incredible grit and uh, psychological body armor. I call it the cy cyborg body armor. So it's very cool. All right. Um, next up, IJ, we wanted to talk uh, briefly about hydrotherapy and how you incorporated this into your uh, rehab. Why do you think it's so important? And um, how did you do it? I would love to explain this section. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, it might be very uh, sounding very new. I mean, so to some of the patients, but it's really an interesting area. Believe me, it plays a crucial role in your lengthening process. Okay. Um, initially, I wasn't into it, um, but slowly I got into it. Um, when I experienced the pool therapy with my physiotherapist, I did learn a lot of new stretches, how to do in the water. The main advantage here is this is the only place where you're going to walk hands-free mm. during a lengthening process. Though you can walk with your walker, with uh, any other source, with assistance, but nothing can be compared to this one because you're hands-free. You're, you're just working on your own. Why? Why is it important to get the range of motion? You need to get the range of motion. Walking is very important in all aspects to get the range of motion as well as uh, for the bone healing, uh, to get your bones stronger day by day. So in all aspects, it helps a lot. 
and sometimes you wouldn't believe even like it is it is eases your lengthening process in the way like i i told you right i had no pain i had kind of irritation burning sensation on my thighs sometimes it helped me also i don't know like what is the medical background behind it but it really helped me once i got into the water it just uh, lessened my pain lessened my burning effect and all those things and it really uh, relaxed me to a certain extent Okay, that's awesome. Yeah, no, it's 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 a water, you know, swimming and stuff like that. Just kind of like sitting in the water is a great re relaxation technique. But right. you're right, the buoyancy of the water can you know offload the yep. weight off your legs, so you're able to walk through the the water hands free, like he said, unassisted, and that can help you with your range of motion. Exactly. And it's great physical therapy. It's almost like you could do this for thirty minutes, forty five minutes yep. a day. In fact, uh, several patients have done this. Um, for the physical therapy, you know, for one of the segments, and they healed very well because it actually also helps you to practice with your new legs too. It's not going to be yes. perfect because it's in water, but I think it's huge. I think this is great. I'm so glad you, you don't need to know swimming for this. All that you need to know is like just get into three feet or four feet up to your chest height. That's all enough. You don't need to. You don't be panicked that I don't know swimming. No, even if you don't know, you can still utilize it, and also make sure make it as a part of the lengthening process. So yeah. what I did is out of my three days three times stretching during a day one was covered in the pt session and another mm -hmm. one you can cover with the aquatic therapy of course they would teach you like several stretches on in the water yeah. so one and the third one i was doing at home so gotcha. it helped all this. now let me ask you where does the water level need to be at least you said three or four feet but obviously it depends on your height does it need to be like waist level uh, no, um, level. Navel? what's it just chest level chest level I, I, that's that's what i was hoping you would say yeah exactly so basically where this this guy has in this picture i put up here um where he has the water level this is pretty good right yep yeah perfect awesome okay all right so the final topic that we wanted to talk about is athleticism because ihj has regained a significant amount of his athleticism and he's going to talk about um post-op you know athletic ability uh so ihj take it away yeah, I work out usually. I've been working for more than 20 years. Uh, I was pretty worried, like, how will I get into my athletic ability once I finish my lengthening process? Of course, there are a lot of stories Stories you would hear, right? I mean, um, getting to athletic in a year or so or six months or eight months. But rarely you see people saying, like, getting into six months. I think, uh, Victor, you're one of them, right, who got into eight months. Yeah, right. yeah, I'm yeah, no, I got weights, back to so, yeah. I was doing some See, crazy say, stuff. Yeah. So that's a general thumb rule, like one year is a general thumb rule. But doctor, what he said is once he gave the final sign off, you're good to lift weights. Only yep. thing what makes challenging is your muscle and your soft tissues mm -hmm. because your bones fully healed, no doubt in that. But your muscles and soft tendons are not. Mm -hmm. So you need to get to them. I mean, you need to, your uh, muscles and uh, all those soft uh, tissues should get uh, habitual with the new height, right? With your new body biomechanics. So that's very important. So what I did is like I started walking. Mm, this walking was the usual thing I've been doing since consolidation stage till, till, till date, even today, till today. So um, apart from that, I got into the gym like a month ago, but okay. I wasn't lifting much weights. But now, like, let me explain you on my seventh month. Um, can I go in detail? Like, yeah, please do. Months. That's what they want to hear about. They would love to sure. hear that. Sure. Now, on the seventh <laughs> month, I could lift uh, 45 pair dumbbells on either sides. What? That's crazy. Coming so, 45 pounds on each side. Are you doing what, what, what exercise is that? Uh, shoulders. Shoulders. Wow. So, you got your upper body yep. back. That's uh huh. Crazy. Shoulder press. And um, yeah, shoulder press. And coming to barbells is 35 pounds on either sides for bench presses. Wow. That's incredible, man. You're strong. So you're doing 45 pound dumbbell overhead press. Yes. It, like with uh, 45s in each hand. That's that's good. And then you said right. uh, 35 pound plate on on a barbell, like a Olympic barbell overhead bench press. Bench, bench oh, press. Bench press. Okay, got gotcha. it. Oh, wow, man. <laughs> IHJ is not playing around. He's putting it on. Um, what about your leg strength? Uh, okay, coming. I'm coming there. And 30, 30 pounds on either side on deadlifts. I could lift deadlifts up to 30 pounds. Okay. Coming to the most crucial part, the hero. Leg <laughs> so coming to leg training, uh, I could do leg presses with weights, 90 pounds on either side of the machine. 90 pounds. And I could also do hip thrust. Uh, imagine the hip thrust is where you place your weight on your uh, pelvic area, right? That's where the nails are there. So I was very concerned about this. I did ask a doctor about this. He said, mm -hmm. like, no barrier. Like, once you're ready to lift weights, you can do whatever you want. Yeah. So 
of course it didn't uh, impact me i was much worried when i was use when when i was doing for the first time hip yeah. thrust i could do around uh, like 30 pounds on either sides placing your barbell on your pelvic area when coming to squats and lunges i'm yet to go with the weights yet i'm i'm still using my body weight but i'll soon get that i'm confident on it absolutely yeah so um how much did you, you said 90 pounds on each side for the leg press and we're talking so that's like 245 pound plates on each side correct yes okay how many reps are you doing that for uh 10 10 10 reps usually wow wow for a few sets man that's incredible okay. and um i wanted to ask you about you said the deadlift so let's talk deadlift and squat because now you lengthen your femurs the biomechanics the uh -huh. lever arms have changed the moment arms um is your deadlift harder to do now than it was before or is it about the same obviously for the first two three days four days i would say it was pretty difficult okay uh, also you know well right as you're a trainer like you need to maintain the back you should not bend your back you should right. keep straight right while doing deadlifts mm -hmm. so that was pretty challenging because now with the new height so that was challenging but you need to practice slowly you need to get you'll get there once you practice okay. yeah so so it comes gradually and then yeah. for the for the squats um what's your foot placement like is it where it was before or are you taking a slightly wider stance because same of the thing, long same thing same only thing. thing is i could not get parallel to the floor that's uh, one thing yeah i could not get parallel i don't know if i'll get there but uh, it's too early for me to say now but mm -hmm. for now i could not get that no gotcha yeah so that's one test um or i guess tip I can give you is that if you want over time, maybe like as you continue to do it, try the different spacings of your feet, take a little bit wider stance, toes out a little yep. bit, maybe even wider, and see if that helps you to drop those hips down. Because by you lengthening the or extending or expanding the moment arms out, um, it helps you to kind of hit the same depth that you did before, but you have to take a wider stance because you have longer femurs now. So that might be way, one way you can kind of test that out. For yes, us. that's a very useful tip uh, in one of your videos, Victor. Yes. It helped yeah, me. yeah, absolutely. That's incredible, man. Awesome. Well, let's see here. I think that was the last topic. Um, so now we'll go into the live Q&A. Did you want to kind of touch on anything else um, before we did that? Uh, yeah, I think we covered the hydrotherapy and all those things, right? I mean, yeah, I, I think, think we covered the tips as well. Tips yeah, on. each yeah, that's what we kind of did with each of the topics. But if there's anything you want to say to patients who are thinking about getting this done from now, uh, you, you're, you already went through this, you're a yeah, as a day. final note, I would like to give go through some points. Yeah, as I handled it alone, uh, I know like it's very difficult. Uh, it's a challenging one. Mm -hmm. uh, make sure like you're uh, don't get panic because you're going through alone. That's the main thing. First thing I would say, and how I handled myself, same things I told you right. For one mm -hmm. month only, I needed the caretaker. The two in the initial days, I needed like 24, 16 hours. Then it was only four hours. The, but I major stuffs for my daily living. I had to cook because I I'm a home food person, so I cannot mm -hmm. eat outside. <laughs> that impacts my health. So I had to cook myself. So what I did is I just went. I all that I was doing with the wheelchair. Okay, yeah. so you need to wheel to the kitchen area, cut your cut your vegetables, everything, sit on the same on the from the wheelchair, mm -hmm. uh, and uh, like I was just cooking sideways, sitting here and just cooking, facing the stove <laughs> sideways, and doing all those stuffs. And it worked and for you. Never, yeah, it worked. Wow. It was a little difficult, but then I got habitual to it. Um, and the main thing is like a lot of things might panic you. Be strong always. That's the very thing. Uh, okay. most important thing and don't lose your heart and don't get panic okay i will not be able to regain my post i mean walking ability no you will only thing is like if things get worsened doctor might stop you that's the only mm -hmm. thing you might uh, face obviously yeah. you may not be able to reach your goal but obvious but you will not get into any uh complications or something like a disability no don't mm -hmm. don't get panic on those things yeah. obviously your length and goals might be get shortened but Definitely nothing to worry about it. Always trust your doctor or go with x-rays. Do not uh, do on your own anything. Don't take self-decision. Do not, like I said, like going from four turns to three turns. No, based on your x-rays, based on what doctors say, just go with that. Yeah, absolutely. Trust your doctor, go along with the plan and execute perfectly. You know, I love this. I love that you really said one important point in there. Uh, well, all of it was important, but I think that one really stood out to me and that was like, be strong. Um, 
don't lose hope because a lot of times I get this from a lot of patients. They, they reach out to me. They're like, Oh, is this going to, you know, I'm so fearful. Is my bone going to heal? Or, um, is this nerve pain going to ever go away? Or is right. this going to affect my, you know, I get so many worries and concerns that are flying through your head. And I had those same concerns. Like I didn't know a lot, uh -huh. but when you get on the other side of lengthening, like, yeah. uh, IHJ is here, you, you start to realize like, wow, I had that worry, but it really wasn't that important. Um, and if you really trust your team, your medical team, right. your support team, your physiotherapy team and yourself, I think you'll be okay. You'll make it through this. Is that correct? Not only that. Yes, you're right. Not <laughs> only that, people who are strong initially might lose their uh, thing, like because it's a long term, right? Three months yeah. is not an easy job because mm -hmm. you're sitting all the time. Three months will be like six months. Six months <laughs> will be like one year. Believe me. So obviously, uh, uh, that used that used to be like a, that comes a time where you lose your hope. And obviously, oh, I just want to get out of this lengthening and get into a consultation. Yeah. Remember, it's just a life one-time chance, right? It's yeah. once in a lifetime. So don't lose it because you have invested a lot, money, time, and everything away from family for some of them. So yeah. make sure you're making your goal. Never lose your heart. That's mm -hmm. what I keep saying. I love it. I love it. ISJ, that is fantastic. Well, congratulations on that. And uh, yeah, so now we'll go ahead and take a few questions if we have some in here. I know I kind of put this out last minute. I was so busy this weekend with things, guys, and the holidays coming up and everything like that. Um, but let's go ahead and see if we have any questions in here. Um, okay. Uh, Marge A. Let me actually stop this sharing. Hold on. Let me just. There we go. All right. So Marge A is asking, are limb lengthening scars permanent? No, I don't think so. It won't be permanent, but do not remove your scar before the rod removal because you have to undergo two surgeries, right? So I see some, I hear some stories saying that, okay, I can't bear the scar anymore, so I have to remove immediately, you know, <laughs> wait for the rod removal and it goes gradually. But if you're so persistent on it, just go with some laser treatment. I'm not very sure about what all things over there in the, because it's a different field, right, altogether. So you need to consult with the dermatologist and go with them. Yeah, yeah, you can definitely get those t taken care of later, but they're very faint if you're getting the uh, internal nails. Um, okay, here we go. Uh, ben is asking, what's up, Ben? <laughs> what What was your previous height and how tall are you now? I was 5 feet, 5.5 inches. Now I am little more than 5, 8.5, so adding 3.15, how much it is? I would say around uh, 5 feet, 8.7 inches, around that figure. I put that's yeah you're like pretty much my height right there i'm just about yeah. just a little under five nine. Yep, yeah yep. yeah exactly that's awesome congratulations man thanks that's huge okay um let's see if we have any questions uh here we go right here ben is asking oh wait it's dre uh was this pre precise now yeah yes precise, precise two Okay. Um, ben has another question. He's saying, since your consolidation is very good, are you able to sit, lay down, and go up the stairs normally? Not the stairs, I would say. Um, mm. Yes, you can sit, you can walk, anything you can do. But remember, during your first stage, first days of walking, initial days of walking, you have to go very slow, by slow, slowly, um, gradually. I would say, um, like five five minutes for two days, then ten minutes. Gradually, you need to increase your time. Do not overwalk. Okay, within a few days, and obviously, um, you would tend to walk like a penguin. Yeah. Uh, that happens, but uh, don't worry about it. You will get there. All that you need to make sure is like do as give as much of work to your muscles. Your muscles should get habitual to your new height. Remember Absolutely. that. Yeah, give it time. So wait, you can go up the stairs now though, right? Stairs, yes, yes. Yeah, I can know now. Yeah, okay. You know I what? I tried. I didn't try from the day one of walking, but I tried after six months, probably That's a true. month ago. Yeah, it okay. was initially it was difficult. Right. Even though I could walk normally in a straight way, but while getting to the stairs again, it was penguin climbing. So, mm -hmm. but now I'm pretty much okay. What was harder, going up or down the stairs? Up is difficult always. Up is difficult because of the muscles yeah. and stuff. Okay, yeah. Okay, but while great. coming down, uh, it's not easy. I'll make sure because you may slip, right? If you're not mm -hmm. mindful, make yeah. sure you're placing your step um, carefully. Yeah, down. you know, I think I think for femur lengtheners going up may be harder, and then for tibial lengtheners going down is harder because of, you harder, have to right. kind of flex that ankle, um, yep. dorsiflex it. So yeah, no, I think that it kind of has you know it depends on which limb segment you got done. Uh, very cool. All right, so here we go. We have two more from Ben. Ben, thank you so much for the participation. <laughs> um, uh, IHJ, what what is your wingspan? Do you know? Good question. I thought I I think I I could I could have uh, discussed this during our discussion. Uh, yeah, wingspan. 
fortunately it worked for me because of my previous site i was told by my uh, medical team when i had the consulting initial consultation mm -hmm. they said my wingspan i, I think um, your hands when you stand right it should be half of the thigh uh, thigh length half of when the when you thigh stand length. your finger okay. right that should yeah. be half of your thigh length mm -hmm. for me it was more than the thigh length it was three and a quarter wow so now with this three inches it got normal I, it's just half so no one would believe like okay i had the height right. surgery unless i tell them yeah so you have really long arms and you so you pretty yes. much balance out your proportions uh -huh. nicely okay gotcha but you don't actually know how long they were exactly no i don't know the length yeah okay no. not, not many people I care right. <laughs> it's just like you know as long as you look normal you're you're fine yep. yeah okay um are you planning on lengthening your arms for better proportions well he just answered that the answer is no um okay here we go um when you go upstairs do you mostly use the crutches no as i said like uh, since the day of walking i never used any assistance no crutches no um uh, canes nothing yeah. maybe i'm not the best person to answer this question <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean this guy was like i i don't have your x-ray right in here to pull up but um I guys, you guys have to know that he basically healed it four and a half months. He was able to walk, so he's a rapid healer. His bones were just rapidly healing. He actually almost faced the preconsolidation complication. So, asking him if he's using crutches was really, you know, he doesn't need to do that. So, awesome. I think that's all the questions that we have here. Um, but IHJ, I want to thank you for coming on and sharing this amazing, you know, tips and tricks for all the you know stature lengthening tips that you picked sure. up along the way with the patients. Thanks for giving the opportunity, Victor. Yeah, man. I, I mean, when you reached out to me and said, hey, look, I, I would love to come on and share this um, with the patients. I was like, heck yes, let's do this. Um, I think that, you know, they can always find pointers from every patient that I've interviewed. There's always, you know, something that will stand out. And I think, you know, your mentality, I think it was probably the one that stood out to me the most today. Um, you know, definitely all your tips are, you know, gold, but that one you know, staying strong up here is important. So, um, yeah, I'd love to have you on for a roundtable with other statue lengthening patients when we do that sometime in 2023. Mm -hmm. um, so, how are things going right now? What's your next progression through um, the, the healing phase? Because you're at seven and a half months right now. Yes, seven and a half months. Seven and a half. Okay. So, you said in the next three, you could technically get it removed, but you're going to wait till the one year. Is range of motion 100% right now? Yes, it's hundred percent. Except, like I could not. Uh, doctor said the full recovery is when uh, I don't know how to say. Like when you sit on your lap, on your uh, calves, right? I mean, oh, uh, that's crossing uh, the legs. Yeah, crossing the legs. So it should Definitely. touch actually. It should yeah. touch your thighs. Yeah. So I'm almost reaching there. I would say not okay. completely. Yeah, maybe there. in a month or two, I should be there. Yeah, for sure. You'll 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 get there for sure. I mean, you, the healer of all. So. Man, I appreciate IHJ um, for coming on, and um, yeah, that's sorry that's all the we tips have. and uh, hints is coming every now and then to my mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know because it, like that's what it is. Once you start talking about it, you're just like, oh yeah, I want to say that. I want to say so that. So now also I have, so I have something. Can I go ahead? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so especially like uh, see, it's not that always someone will be there next to you. So for even for small small help, say for example, you're walking, you're getting to the kitchen and something there in a top shelf, and you want to grab something. So what we would do, like you, if you're placing both your hands on your uh, walker. Mm. So what I did is like may maybe it may be a wrong thing. Uh, don't follow this. I'm just saying my experience. I had one um, uh, arm on the walker and the, uh, the other arm I used to grab the thing. Grab the thing. So for that, uh, while doing that, I bent my legs a little. So the weight is not completely distributed to the body, right? So that way I managed. So kind of little <laughs> tricky hacking. A little, right? a, little, a, little, a little tip. Yeah, so yeah. you bent your knees a little bit to kind of like, you know, yes. uh, offload the weight a little bit. Exactly. Okay. Had it stood straight, uh, I would have had something. So Yeah, yeah. But it was those things I did. Yeah, I think the same thing is with using the bathroom. Somebody said to wipe yourself or, you know, to kind of like, you know, it's like kind of like you have to kind of let go at some point. So... <laughs> 
you know um so this is may not be applicable to everyone but i'm just saying my experience also the another thing i told you right i was uh, i didn't use canes when i start walking started walking yeah. um but it may not be true in all cases because some patients might need cane help so don't strictly go with my thing listen to your body see how well you could manage that plays mm -hmm. a major role um for me like but i didn't go with canes because i thought it would delay the Uh, recovery process i just want okay. to quickly get into this um uh, so i didn't go with that canes oh so you let the canes go yeah and i think it also depends on you know how well your bone is healing you were healing you know very very well on both sides and the surgeon said hey look you're you're good to go but a lot of surgeons will say hey look i want you to use a cane or a, a crutch on that one side so right. um it depends on the case but you had an ideal textbook case in right. fact you probably wrote the textbook in terms of how well you healed <laughs> but I anyway um yeah sorry Sorry, do you have time or do we need? No, yeah, yeah. Up? Go ahead, yeah. Okay. Uh, one more thing is like, uh, see, usually it goes with the thumb rule. Like, once you start into athletics, people assume that okay, running or jumping is the first mm -hmm. thing you need to do. Yeah. But remember, and then the weights. But here it's a vice versa. I would say you could easily lift the weights once you're ready to uh, lift the weights. You once your bones are completely healed, but mm -hmm. don't do the. Or running or jumping immediately. Right. You could easily lift the weights, but not the running and jumping. So if you mm -hmm. try that without assistance, it would be difficult. So what I did is when I was running um, the treadmill, I was using the support on the okay. machine Holding for a while. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty difficult. You cannot run immediately. Believe me, no. So right. I would say running, jumping, sprinting, those things comes in the last, especially with the limb lengthening patients. Absolutely, but weights no, you can. Yeah. Yeah, and it also goes back to that closed chain, open chain movement. Like open chain, like meaning where your foot is coming yeah. up and down, slamming, like running, jumping. You want to wait. That's last once you get you know fully healed. Um, but weight lifting, where your legs are you know in contact with the ground, like squatting, lunging, um, stuff like that, you'll be ready to go once your bones are uh, healed enough. So right, cool. and especially with the people who are going through this alone. Uh, I'm. This, that's the main reason for this video, uh, Victor. Uh, of course, I want to share my experiences, but not only that. A lot of people might get benefited with these yeah. tips and tricks because a lot of small, small things that bother them, right? I mean, like me, like when I was about to take a decision, I was a little hesitant because I was skeptical in all the small, small things. I was mainly worried about. I was prepared financially, but I was mainly worried about how am I going to hand, handle individually, yeah. single-handed? How am I going to cook? How yeah. am I going to transition? How am I going to uh, go from one place to another? How would I seek help? Right. So those things is very, those things are very, very important. You could manage as long as you have some caretaker and you can afford. That's not an issue. And also, like caretaker, also don't think that you would need all through three months. No, that's a kind of like a myth. I would say mm -hmm. you can. It it all. You need to be self persistent. You need to be strong yourself. That's all I would say. And that helped in. That will help in all aspects. Not only in your recovery process. Not only a lengthening process. It helps you in your day to day living during those phases. That's right. You picked it up, man. Be strong mentally. Take on that cyborg mentality. I love it. That's that's essentially what it happened. What it's all about. Um, IHJ, thank you so much for coming on and sharing all your tips and tricks for the patients and everybody. This is Victor uh, from Cyborg for Life, episode sixty six of Lumberland Live. See you guys next time. Peace. Thank you. Bye.